Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Rewind the Narrative, the self-improvement podcast for those of us who are ready to rethink our past and use it as a tool to create a better present and a better future. How is everyone feeling? This is episode six. This means that y'all have been rocking with me for the past month and a half. So shout out to you and shout out to the community that we are building with this podcast. If you are not tuned into the group chat, follow your girl on TikTok and Instagram at Let's Talk All Right. The link for our community is always going to be in the description. I really want to thank you all for engaging with me on social media and for sending me your messages. Continue to send me your messages so I can uplift you and celebrate you because I love doing that. In this episode of Rewriting the Narrative, we are going to talk about toxic positivity. Yes, being positive all the time is harmful to you and to the ones around you. We are going to explore that and how being positive can prevent us from embracing other emotions that we need to be experiencing as well. Before we jump into this episode, I'm gonna show gratitude and shout out someone in my community who is living intentionally. As always, if you wanna get shouted out, send me a message on my social and share your win so I can shout you out. This shout out goes to a listener in Houston who is changing their life by simply saying no to things that no longer serve them. If you needed this reminder, today practice saying no now let's play the tapes podcast fam i have an update before we jump into this segment i will be taking a break from the podcast in two weeks to focus on moving and celebrating love i love going to weddings so i'm really excited this episode and the one that drops next week is going to fill your july with so much joy now, I don't want to see anyone crying, so wipe those tears out your eyes. The podcast is going to resume August 17th. With that quick disclaimer, let's get into this. Y'all, I'm really excited about this episode that I even made a slogan for, so I want y'all to repeat after me. Feel it to heal it. Yes, let's say that again. Feel it to heal it. Why is this the slogan of this episode? Well, let's first get into what we've heard growing up and why this is preventing us from being able to feel and heal when we experience emotions that are not positivity. So let me know if you've heard these sayings before by sending me a message on my socials. Let's get into the first one. Have you ever heard someone say to you when you're going through a hard time, this is a blessing in disguise, or it could be worse, or this is my favorite one. No matter what's going on, there's always something to be thankful for. Look, I know I've said these things before. I know that y'all have probably said it or you've probably heard someone say it to you. If you heard someone say this to you, I really want you to think and ask yourself, did these statements make me feel better or did these statements not allow me to express an emotion that was not just happiness? For me, it was always the second one and if you're used to people in your life saying you need to be positive or think positively and you're not able to express other emotions, you are engaging in what is called toxic positivity. And yes, before you're like, wait, you can be toxic with being positive, the answer is yes. And here's what it is. And here's why toxic positivity can harm us. So let's jump into this. What toxic positivity is, is when you only focus on positive thoughts and emotions and experiences, and you are actively disregarding or suppressing anything that's negative or challenging. 
So for example, this would look like if someone got into a car accident and someone says to them, well, at least you have your life. Like, duh, <laughs> that person is of course going to be happy that they have their life, but why aren't they able to say, I feel very upset and distraught that I no longer have a vehicle? Why can't they say, I feel angry because I can no longer drive around? Other emotions outside of happiness make us more of a three-dimensional 5D person instead of a 1D cardboard that's like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm living my life. The misconception about toxic positivity is when people think, oh, so you're saying I'm not able to be positive? No, this is simply saying if you are always pushing positivity down other people's throats when they're struggling, if you're constantly telling yourself, well, I should be looking on the bright side, I shouldn't be feeling angry or I shouldn't be feeling jealous, you have the right to feel like that. And if you're only allowing yourself to experience emotions that are only happiness, you are leading yourself down a path where when other emotions emerge, you're not, you may not know how to deal with them or process them. So let's talk about what aspects make up toxic positivity and how it can harm us. The first part of toxic positivity is when you deny any negative emotions. So this is where you're encouraging yourself to avoid or ignore emotions such as sadness, anger, fear, or jealousy, because when you have these emotions, you have a sense of guilt or shame when you're experiencing them. I know for myself, a talk track would go on my head if I was feeling other emotions that weren't happiness, where I would be thinking, if I tell someone I'm feeling jealous or angry, what are they going to think? Or I would be saying to myself, well, why am I even feeling like this? I should be feeling like this. What is not okay is pretending that you're okay. I know we've heard this saying before, and I'm going to say it to y'all. It is okay to not be okay. And it's a lot harder because I've done it before. It's a lot harder to walk around with the mask on and pretend that you are fine when you are not. Put away the mask. And if you put it on this morning, I challenge you to take it off and show up as you are. It's not about always being happy. It's about having a balance in our life and being able to embrace all emotions that come our way. The second aspect of toxic positivity is when we minimize our struggles. And y'all, I'm actually really bad at this. I'm working on this. This is why I'm in therapy. <laughs> Let me know how many times y'all have said this. Have you said the phrase, well, maybe it's not that deep. Or this, this is my favorite one. I, I would say this to myself all the time. Maybe I'm being too sensitive. Ooh, ooh, red flag, red flag, red flag. Set off the alarms. If you have said these two phrases, you might have said it because you're used to invalidating your emotions. So when other emotions come, you're like, mm, well, maybe I'm just being sensitive or maybe it's not that big of a deal. What if, hear me out, what if it's actually that deep and you're not being sensitive, you're just feeling the emotions you would normally reject? What if we explored that? <laughs> when you minimize your feelings and you tell yourself, well, I should only be feeling happy and this isn't that deep. What you're also doing is minimizing yourself and you're minimizing your ability to express and to feel. Emotions are a part of what makes us human. Your emotions can tell you a lot about your triggers, 
how you respond, what makes you stressed out. And so when we aren't in tune with that, when challenges come our way, our head is spinning internally. We may be freaking out. Our heart may be pacing because we're like, oh my gosh, I'm not used to dealing with this. How do I deal with it? The last aspect of toxic positivity that in my opinion is the most harmful is that it can lead to us not wanting to share authentically how we feel. It may lead to us not wanting to be vulnerable because I don't know about y'all, if I'm sharing to someone something that has hurt my feelings and they tell me, well, everything happens for a reason or just think positively and everything will be fine, I, you want to get slapped. <laughs> you want to get you want to get uppercut. And I'm not uppercutting anyone. It's an imaginative uppercut, but it's like, what? I'm literally telling you that the dream job I wanted rejected me and you literally are saying everything happens for a reason. Let me show you why everything happens for a reason because I'm ready for you. I know there are people in my life that I purposely do not go to when I'm dealing with a challenge because they're going to breathe because they're going to preach the happy-go-lucky gospel. Sometimes I don't need to be happy. I just need to be validated. Life is not all the time about positivity. It's about acceptance. That means accepting all emotions. It's about balance, being able to acknowledge other emotions and knowing how to deal with them. If someone in your life is upset and they come up to you, this is what you can say. You can say, yeah, what you just told me really does suck. Or you could say, that is terrible. Those two statements validate how someone feels and it lets them know that what they're feeling or what they're experiencing does in fact suck. And that's what sometimes people want to hear. They don't want to hear the solution yet. They want to be able to know, yeah, what I'm going through is annoying and I'm happy that you said that. Here are the two questions you could ask them. What can I do to help you process this? Or how can I support you during this time? What do y'all notice about those two questions? You're not telling the person how they should be feeling, how they should be acting, what they should be doing. You are simply allowing them to explain to you how they're going to deal with it. And from there, you're able to say, oh, yeah, well, if you need anything, I am here for you. And I am sorry that you're going through this, but I have faith that you can push through because you know how to deal with challenges. Again, it's acknowledging there are challenges that are going to happen in your life. You have pushed through before. You can do it again. When we are able to accept all our emotions, we are able to fully accept ourselves. And by us accepting ourselves, we're able to become more confident. We're able to have a better sense of self. And we are able to process our challenges when they come at us head on. Before we jump into our next segment, I'm really excited to share with you all that we have our first advertisement. So do you want better sleep at night? Do you want to be able to reduce your stress before you start grinding your teeth or practice being in the moment and not scrolling on your device? Same. That is why I started using the mindfulness app. 
The mindfulness app offers an extensive number of meditations with world-renowned teachers, customizable settings, and they send you daily encouragement. I mean, y'all, who doesn't want a nice note written for them when they wake up in the morning? Try the seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description. And after a week, tell me that your life is not forever changed. Now let's practice being in the present by going back to the topic at hand. Play the tapes. In this segment, we're going to explore how to embrace feeling uncomfortable when you're having feelings such as fear, anger, and jealousy. And I really want us to take a different approach on this and ask ourselves, what are these emotions telling me about myself and my ambitions? Because I promise you, it's saying a lot to you, but we need to read between the lines. The first emotion that we're going to explore is fear. With every emotion, I'm going to explain what it is and how we're able to embrace it. So when it comes to fear, what is fear? All fear is, is a survival instinct. Nothing more, nothing left. less. It is your body telling you if something is safe or if something is harmful. When we are able to accept that fear is not good or bad, we're able to look at fear through two main avenues. The first path or avenue it has been walked on by several of us. Y'all might even see a sign of me on a tree that says, hey, this path is ignoring the fear. So with toxic positivity, if you're ignoring your fears, you're going to say things such as, I don't need to be afraid, good vibes only. It's like, eh, it's okay to feel afraid. You don't need to always have good vibes. And the reason for that is when we're ignoring something, we are closing to the door of what if. What if your fears are telling you something about your ambitions? What if your fears are telling you about how you are responding in certain situations? We have to stop closing the door to our emotions when we feel uncomfortable. There is a plethora of things that our emotions are telling us. So when we're exploring fear, what does that look like? Here's how I've embraced my fears. Well, some of them, y'all. I'm working on the other ones. The first thing that I do is I write my fears down. When you have something written down and you can see it right in front of you, it's not as big as it seems in your head. And so one of the fears that I have is I'm afraid of becoming someone I am not. Or another common fear is I'm afraid of failure or I'm afraid of disappointing the people around me. So instead of ignoring the fear, here are three questions that I've asked myself to make my fears less scary and more manageable. The first one, what are the underlying beliefs or assumptions that fuel my fears? For my fear, I'm afraid of becoming someone I am not. There is an underlying belief that I'm going to do something to prevent myself from being the person I want to be. And that's where I need to say, well, Lid, do you have you seen yourself do that before? Have you seen yourself in, engage in self-sabotage where you're preventing yourself from being happy? This allows you to chisel away your fear and see your fear for what it will, really is and not what you are possibly making it out to seem to be. The second question that I ask myself is, how do these fears limit or restrict me from pursuing my goals and dreams? Y'all, I am goal-oriented. If I want something, I'm going to get it. 
regardless if I end up getting rejected the first time or the second time, I'm a hustler. So when I have the fear of I'm afraid of becoming someone I'm not, I'm like, does that fear limit me from being able to reach my goals and my dreams? As of right now, no. But for some of us, if you're afraid of failure, do you know how that fear limits you? It might prevent you from trying something new. It might prevent you from stepping out of your comfort zone because you are afraid to fail. How are you going to be able to pursue your goals and dreams if you're not willing to try? You see how these questions make us think more intentionally about how we feel instead of avoiding it? The last question is, what steps have I taken in the past to confront or overcome my fears? How did those experiences unfold? In order to not be afraid, you have to face your fears. I know growing up, I was afraid of the dark. In order for me to face that fear, I had to sleep in the dark. I can't have a nightlight. I mean, I can have a nightlight and I will have one in my next spot. Shout out to that. <laughs> However, some of our fears require us to face things head on. So confront it. Talk about that experience. Journal and figure out, well, what did this teach me about myself? Where does this show me I need to go or what I need to do? Our fears can become less scary and more manageable if we break it down into smaller details and parts. So to embrace fear, the next time you are afraid, explore it. I'm not saying if you're going to follow down the street, explore the person that's following you. Hell no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're afraid of failure, if you're afraid of commitment, if you're afraid of letting go, ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? What has happened to me that has made me afraid? And what can I do differently so that I am not afraid and I'm able to embrace being uncomfortable and be able to try new things and learn something new about myself? Are y'all rocking with that? I'm really rocking with this. I really want to know what you all think about embracing fear. So send me a message on my socials because I want to chat about this with y'all. The second emotion that we're going to explore is anger. All anger is, is when we're feeling threatened, frustrated, or we feel like we're experiencing an injustice. And an injustice could be someone cut you off while you were driving, someone butted in front of you in line, your coworker said something to you that got under your skin, your boss didn't give you the raise that you were expecting. This isn't injustice, Martin Luther King. It can be Martin Luther King, Rosa Park injustice, but there's also smaller injustices that we go through. Anger arises in our lives when our desires, expectations, or boundaries are being violated, and we feel as if these obstacles are preventing us from achieving our goal. I will be honest with y'all. I am angry. You, of course, cannot tell through any of the podcasts because I have a chipper voice and I sound very exciting. But there are some days where I am angry. I have anger in my heart. <laughs> and the good thing is it doesn't take over my well-being because when I feel the wave of anger, I embrace it. How? When I get angry, I'm going to cry. So I allow myself to cry and that releases the feelings of anger and frustration. When I get angry, I go to the gym or I move my body to actively get that tension out. Another thing that I do that I recommend everyone should do 
When I'm angry, I'm either going to scream in my pillow or go in my car and scream. And yes, if you pull up next to me and you see me screaming in my vehicle, don't say anything. Just accept it. <laughs> anger is not a harmful emotion. And I feel like anger has a bad rep because we have seen anger as this big, wild emotion. Because some people in our lives do have anger issues because they'll say things such as, when I get angry, I'm not able to control myself. Or they'll say, I black out when I get upset, or I'm a different person when I'm angry. What if instead of turning into a different person, you decide to be the same person and you just embrace the fact that you're angry? Embracing anger can feel uncomfortable because you are thinking in your head what has pissed you off. Instead of thinking in your head what has pissed you off, think in your head, I'm feeling frustrated by this. Why is it frustrating me? How can I deal with this frustration and what can I do the next time so that this frustration either A, doesn't happen again, or B, I know how to handle it when it comes my way. If you are angry, it is a sign that you are frustrated. It's a sign that an obstacle is in your way and it's a sign that you need to be curious and try something new and different. The last emotion we're going to explore is jealousy. And jealousy was an emotion that brought me a lot of shame when I would experience it, but not anymore. All jealousy is, is feelings of insecurity, feelings of fear or anger. Y'all see how those are the two emotions we talked about above. Bingo. It's also feelings of thinking that you're inadequate or you feel like you're being betrayed. The thing I love the most about jealousy is that it tells us a lot about our goals, who we want to be, and what it takes for us to get there. For myself, and I'm going to be vulnerable here, y'all, my jealousy stems from my fear of not being good enough. And when I say this aloud, it sounds Blake, but that's okay. I'm in therapy. And so because I'm feeling like I'm not good enough, I then feel insecure. And because I feel insecure, it makes me feel jealous when people have things that I really want and crave. So let me give y'all an example. I actually, I'm going to give y'all two. When I first got into university, I was just a walking jealous bomb. No one would have known because I'm an internalizer, so I don't express things aloud, but my wheels were cycling in my head. I would get jealous of people that were able to develop close, quick friendships because it's like, this is what I want. Like, I want someone to be able to chat with me and to view me as valuable. Y'all, I really am being vulnerable, and this makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm gonna still push through because this is what it means to embrace all of ourselves, and it is okay because I'm working on it. Because I would get jealous that people were able to make quick friendships, that actually made me prevent myself from becoming friends with people that were able to make quick friendships. <laughs> Do y'all see how it's working? It's like, because this is what I want, I'm now jealous that you have it. And because I'm jealous, I'm not going to talk to you. That is not a great way of doing things because I prevented myself from becoming friends with people out of fear that I wouldn't be good enough. But these people never said that. It's just my own projections onto them. And I know that some of y'all that are listening may also experience this too and it's okay but what's not okay is your jealousy preventing you from doing things that you would like to do 
Another example is I am jealous of people that have really close knit family units. I crave that deep intimacy. And so when I have friends or when I hear other people talk about how close they are with their family or how their family means so much to them, I just cannot help but be jealous. And it's not like I want these people to stop telling me these things. It's my own feeling that I have to work through. If I'm jealous that people have deep, intimate relationships with their family, that's telling me maybe I should communicate more with my family and friends. That's telling me that I need to create the relationships that I desire. That's telling me that I need to share my wants and needs with the people in my life instead of keeping it to myself. What does that take? It requires me to get out of my comfort zone. It requires me to try something new. It requires me to challenge my belief that I am not good enough because I am. <laughs> Ooh, y'all hear my face, my voice break. Oh my goodness. And if you have ever felt like this, one, know you're not alone. But two, just know you are good enough and you will find a group of people that accept you and care about you. And don't feel ashamed if you have feelings of jealousy. Embrace it and explore what is just jealousy telling me about who I want to be? What is this jealousy telling me about my goals? If I am jealous of people that are very ambitious, Maybe that means I want to be ambitious. So instead of me hating on them on the sidelines, let me bring them into my circle. Let me pick their brain. Remember, you are worthy. You are good enough. You are valuable. And instead of causing harm to yourself and others through jealousy, use your jealousy as a tool to help you explore your wants, your desires, and your goals. In this episode, we discussed how toxic positivity can encourage us to not embrace who we are because we are hiding behind a mask of happiness. To take off the mask of happiness, we must embrace emotions that make us feel uncomfortable. Fear, anger, and jealousy are emotions that should not be ignored due to discomfort. Moving forward, I'm gonna call these emotions guiding stars because they help us uncover our greatest desires, our goals, and they help us identify more into who we want to be. Before we close out this outro, I wanna leave y'all with the question. What are my emotions trying to tell me about myself, my environment, and my goals? And with that, if you've been enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave it a review, share with your friends and family, and come back every Thursday for a new episode of Rewriting the Narrative. <laughs>